co-host the New Adventures podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And we're here to talk about everything about the CW's upcoming Superman and Lois TV show. And boy, we actually have quite a bit to talk about. Lots of news dumped recently by the CW as they're preparing information about their fall and winter TV seasons. And we have a release date, not a release date for Superman and Lois, but a release day of the week. Superman and Lois is on the schedule for January 21 on Tuesdays at 9, 8 central on the CW. So don't have an exact day of release date yet, but it will be January 2021. That is the plan. And Tuesdays at 9. Any thoughts on that? It will be airing after The Flash. I guess the only thought is weird thinking about the year 2021. We're almost halfway through 2020 and I'm not still not used to being out of the 20 teens, but that is unrelated to this. Um, you know, no big thoughts about that. Uh, it's a fine. I, I normally don't watch the shows live anyway, so I watch them the next day. So it doesn't make a huge difference to me uh, what night it's on. Yeah. And it's the important thing here is that CW is going to be marketing this as Wednesdays. It will be streaming. Right. That is how they, they're moving more and more, obviously less important for live viewers, more they want to get you streaming on their website or on their app or anything like that. So that's all good. Uh, but of course, they still want as many live viewers as they can. I thought it was interesting that it was the same day and time slot that Smallville debuted on back in 2001 when it was on the WB. Uh, just a neat little thing. But I think if I was picking, I think ideally it would have been an 8 o'clock time slot because there's more viewers watching TV at 8 o'clock than 9 if the show is kind of family friendly, like we think, and, and people want to watch it with their families, eight o'clock would be better for that than the later nine o'clock hour, but not a huge difference either way. And if it's going to be at nine o'clock, being paired with The Flash is probably the best option for that because The Flash, the last six years, has been the number one show on the CW. So it will have a, it will be a strong lead in for Superman and Lois. And tonally, we expect them to have a lot of similarities in terms of target audience and, and types of things like that. Yeah, I think, like you said, this is the show that pairs up the best out of their whole lineup with The Flash, so that that does make a lot of sense. Yeah, and just personally, I, I actually am going to try to watch this live. I don't watch much live. I haven't really had a live appointment TV viewing since Smallville ended, but I'm going to obviously make an effort to watch Superman and Lois live. Uh, so the 9 o'clock hour makes that a little bit more difficult, but it's just something I will have to deal with. Uh, so yeah, January 2021, obviously the big thing here is there are no new October shows for the CW. They're pushing everything to the start of January 2021, except for they've got some episodes of Supernatural to finish up and all of that, their current season. So the other DC superhero shows coming back then will be Batwoman featuring a new lead actress, whoever that is, Sundays at 8, Black Lightning will be Monday at 9, and Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl are being held for mid-season, whatever mid-season consists of, and there's no word on if Green Arrow and the Canaries will be ordered to series. Yeah, so a lot of things still up in the air. Obviously, everything has been delayed, but um, more and more stuff we see that there's a lot of confidence for this Superman and Lois show, it seems like, from CW, which is, that's pretty inspiring to me and gets me excited. Yeah, and if the current situation in the world wasn't going on, we obviously would have seen this. Obviously, they would have wanted to have it out there in October, so it's just a few months delayed but yeah it shows their confidence in the project so the studio is hoping to begin production for shows somewhere in september according to a hollywood reporter article so typically shows return for filming in july with all the restrictions and everything like that obviously we still don't know what's going to happen and what the all the variables there but they're hoping for sometime in september to actually begin filming next seasons of the shows yeah 
And along with that, Variety had an article on possible changes that they might have to deal with and, and everything with the current situation going on, including you know, a lot of behind the scenes stuff, safety protocols like masks and temperature checks and other things they're considering. You know, they've got some time to plan this, but it's kind of unprecedented time, so they don't know what all to do. But there's talk of a possible quarantine idea, you know, keeping people there. You know, they've got to get their actors to Vancouver to film and also keep them there so they can't move in and out. In terms of how this could actually affect the show and what we see, crowd scenes will likely be eliminated unless made by visual effects. Same thing with outdoor and on-location scenes. They will likely be limited. And one of the big problems is love scenes and fight scenes. So people being close to each other, kissing, touching, and fighting, that is going to be tricky and could be limited or removed. Yeah, there's so many things. I, I've i always been super impressed by showrunners and people who are handling all the logistics of that. And I can't even imagine how much more difficult their job is now while also dealing with a global pandemic at the same time. But yeah, it's definitely, like you said, it's going to have to change some of the things, some of the scenes, some of the, the actions that they can take. Um, luckily, there, Superman has a lot of powers that he can use from afar that he doesn't have to be directly on top of somebody to use and there's a whole lot that they can do with visual effects so um i'm sure they will come up with with good stuff to do yeah it's not like a family family tv show based around a superhero will have a lot of love scenes or action scenes right right exactly (laughs) yeah this makes it tricky and i wonder how, how how they will do things like can clark and lois never hold hands kiss or anything like that or are they going to have maybe enough testing is available then where they can have them tested on the day and then Tyler and Bitsy can do a bunch of couples type scenes together and they can hug the kids after everybody's tested and batch produce a bunch of scenes. I don't know. These are all logistic things that they have to deal with. And um, obviously you hope it doesn't impact the show too much, but obviously the safety is very important and that's first and foremost. But like you said, yeah, Superman does have a lot of different powers and a lot of things. I wouldn't, Ideally, you wouldn't go too long without seeing Superman hand to hand. You know, you don't want to go two seasons yeah. without him ever getting to punch a character or anything like that. That is part of the character. But a lot of great Superman stories have been told without him punching anyone or with using different powers or I don't know. Can he what's the budget going to be for showing some robots? I'd love to see him fighting some of oh, yeah. Brainiac robots or things like that. I, th- I think getting creative, you can do a lot of different things. Or can you do hand-to-hand combat with a villain who is covered, either going to be all CG, motion capture, or just a CG character, or if they're covered in a costume that covers their face and mouth. I don't know. These are all weird things to think about, but can potentially change the show. Do you think they're going to address it on the show, like have some sort of in-universe reason that uh, that people can't be close together or something or have their own version of the pa- a pandemic or something that's tricky uh it's interesting to think about it would be tricky all the shows would have to be on board for that right and they'd have to time that timeline that up well with all the different shows so i would be surprised i think they'll try to work around it as best they can because it gets into a tricky situation with real world really real world real world ongoing stories and what would that be like in a world with Superman? You know, when Superman was around during World War II, they made it a story point that he wasn't involved in the war because obviously that would change things if Superman existed. So out of respect, they might shy away from that. You know, this is a story that's been done. Pandemics or things like that have been done in a show like Smallville. There was that zombie, rabid zombie episode and Clark's blood healed everyone. It was yeah. the cure. So obviously you can't do something like that where people are, really being 
harmed from it. So I don't know how they'll handle it, but it would be interesting if they did address it. Yeah, I I hope too that they don't. I don't know. It's one thing to like have some sort of in-universe reason and you know like they have to do all this stuff because of the situation or events that are happening in the real world but it's another thing to actually try to bring those into the show for one thing it'll it like dates the show forever and also kind of makes light of what's happening in the real world and you don't want to do that like you said it would be really weird to have like superman have some way to cure people when you can't really do that in the real world so yeah hopefully they I hope they shy away from that, but it does. I'm sure they they have to come up with some sort of idea for for handling all this. It does put Superman and Lois in particular in a tough situation because they're starting the show and they're going to have lots of restrictions and limitations. Can't do crowd scenes. It would be nice to have a crowd scene with Superman saving a bunch of people, catching a plane, whatever. Obviously, you can visual effects fix a lot of that, but it's a little more understandable if for the first few episodes of season seven of the flash they can't they have those restrictions i think people will understand and deal with it but superman and lois that's going to be their first first impression for a lot of people so it's tricky but hopefully they'll they'll figure it out and they have some time to plan yeah most surprising news is that the cw plans to still produce and air full seasons of their shows despite the late start that is what the cw president is saying is the plan yeah, that is surprising. They said uh, the late start of the season will not impact the size of the orders with series still producing seasons of lengths in line of what they typically do from 13 to 22 episodes, depending on the show. That will stretch the season to July through August with a May mid-season, making for a very short summer break until the CW's 2021-22 season starts in October as usual. So yeah, that's unusual that they're going to... I didn't think they would do full season and then they're planning on like then picking back up at the normal time again. So really that it's almost like doing two full seasons back to back. Yeah, that's tricky. Uh, I'm not sure. I It's cool that they're planning that, but I would be really surprised if they had all of their shows. Everything would have to go right to do that, to be able to do full seasons and then go back and you have to get all the cast and crew okay with filming. Normally they would go for a 22 episode season like July to April. Mm-hmm. they're starting a couple months later they're going to go till june and then they're, they're going to have a month off maybe and start back up in july that would be surprising to get that done and that's if nothing goes wrong what happens if your main character tests positive or what happens if there's an outbreak right. or, or if everything just in general and filming gets shut down in vancouver filming i think there's so many variables here that's nice that they're planning on that but boy a lot would have to go right to do that so we could potentially if everything goes right get Superman and Lois has a 13 episode order initially. Like we've talked about, that could get boosted up to 22, like they normally do with shows if ratings are good and everything. So we could get 22 episodes of Superman and Lois from January to July or August. And then, bam, October starts the new season. Uh, that would be a busy year for everyone involved. Yeah. And especially like a full 22 episodes. It's it's hard enough with normal time crunches to to write a good full season, take a break and then write another good full season, but having to do that in succession. But obviously I'm, I'm sure the writers have been using this time to come up with a lot of ideas because that, that work can all be done remotely. So who knows, maybe, maybe they do have two really good seasons planned out. And something that could happen maybe is if we have these two seasons really close together, there could be some really good overarching storylines that follow through the two seasons. And it's almost like one mega season. So that could be a pro of this happening of them having to put them together like that i almost go the opposite way and think it's an argument for shorter story arcs yeah (laughs) and i've talked about how why four to six episodes or different length arcs or could be a good idea but that allows you if you don't know right what if there's an outbreak when you're 
seven episodes in and you were planning on 22 and it, you release seven episodes but then don't have anything for a while, it leaves you without any closure. So maybe having multiple arcs would give you better jumping off points and better season finale points and a little more flexibility there. But yeah, it's it's difficult. Like We'll keep saying this and we'll, we'll not harp on it too much, but it's difficult for everyone to plan things just... It wouldn't surprise me if there was a shortened, if they didn't, weren't able to complete all 13 episodes, it wouldn't shock me. You know, I'd guess something like 16 would be likely, more likely than something like 22 for season one. Yeah. Not to mention, is the CW going to want to air season finales, their biggest episodes in July and August? Are they really going to want to do that when summer's viewership goes down in the summer? That's also going to be an Olympic year currently. You know, there's Olympics going on. There's a lot more, a lot of stuff going on. So... It's tricky, and we will just have to wait and see, like everything else we've talked about. Exactly. Now, how about some actual looks at the style for the show? The CW released the first logo and poster for Superman and Lois. Do you have any thoughts on the logo there? Um, the logo, the the logo and the poster actually, the Superman and Lois font. This is weird. I really like the font and the fact that the S at the beginning is reversed. It's like flipped upside down at the end. So. The S in Superman is then flipped upside down for Lois. And so it's kind of like, it's not that they're opposites, but they are two sides to to the couple and they both bring their own strength. So it's kind of like um, complimentary or something like that. So that's a pretty cool little thing I noticed. But yeah, it's it's clean. It's simple. It looks cool. It has the Superman logo up front. I'm, I'm a fan. That is the deep analysis you cannot get <laughs> anywhere else because I probably never would have noticed the S, the one S was flipped. Until yeah. you mentioned it right there. <laughs> I, I would just say, yeah, I think it's a pretty cool font. <laughs> it's got, it's kind of a simple but sci-fi-ish type look to it. I think it looks cool. And yes, now I'm I'm seeing all the depths and layers that you noticed from that. The S shield looks kind of basic and simple. The cloud background looks mm-hmm. cool. I think it I think it looks good. I think it looks fine. I don't have major as much depth to add to it as you do. <laughs> and the poster? The poster, again, I... I like the font, but that's not the, the biggest thing. <laughs> yeah, this it looks like it's the same kind of cloud background that the logo is taken from, but a pretty stern, intense look from uh, Tyler Hecklin there as Superman. He looks he looks pretty good. He's staring right at me now right. that you mention it, and so is Bitsy, and they mean business. Yeah, and Daily Planet is big and prominent in the background, so that's cool. I'm hoping to see uh, Bitsy Tulloch as Lois Lane have a, a big role there. Some people have pointed out how it's a bit of a darker poster, just in general. It's kind of dark clouds and serious look. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, it's a bit darker than I was expecting, especially since this is, like you said, kind of a family show, especially focusing on the kids and the family relationship. So it does look kind of dark, but I I think CW has a habit of making all of their shows look like they make Supergirl look super, super dark, and it's a really lighthearted show, so... I'm not too concerned about it. Yeah, we always used to talk about it in the, that in the past when Supergirl would have these really dark, serious trailers, really light-hearted episodes to go with it. And Flash was the opposite way, right? <laughs> uh, so the a visually dark poster doesn't necessarily mean a dark show. So I think it looks cool. I think it looks good. Tyler and Bitsy look good together. That Fortress of Solitude picture that was first released, they look good, and they look good here. I like the Daily Planet and the Metropolis skyline. I'm surprised by that because. We're expecting a lot of Smallville in this show, but hopefully this is a sign there's lots of Metropolis still involved, and I'm curious how they're going to balance, juggle the two cities. Yeah. No new Superman suit for Hecklin. 
which I don't know if that means he's not going to get a new one in the show or if they just haven't had a chance to film it and or don't want this to be the first reveal where Lois is standing in front of him and you only get to see part of it and they might do a big full reveal later. Yeah, my guess is probably somebody has been working on it, but I'm assuming it takes a team to put those together. So who knows how how far they got um, before everybody had to disband and yeah, how do you get it to them and get it fitted properly and everything. But I'm, I'm sure we'll see it in its full glory soon enough. Sure. And the CW also released the first full synopsis for Superman and Lois, and it is a mouthful. Yeah, so I'll go ahead and say that mouthful. Uh, in Superman and Lois, after years of facing megalomaniacal, megalomaniacal supervillains, monsters <laughs> wreaking havoc on Metropolis, and alien invaders intent on wiping out the human race, the world's most famous superhero, the Man of Steel, a.k.a. Clark Kent, and comic book's most famous journalist, Lois Lane, come face-to-face with one of their greatest challenges ever, dealing with all the stress, pressures and complexities that come from being working parents in today's society complicating the already daunting job of raising two boys clark and lois must also concern themselves with whether or not their sons jonathan and jordan could inherit their father's kryptonian superpowers as they grow older returning to smallville to handle some kent family business clark and lois are reacquainted with lana lang a local loan office officer who also happens to be clark's first love and her fire chief husband kyle cushing the, dar- the adults aren't the only ones rediscovering old friendships in Smallville as the Kent's sons are reacquainted with Lana and Kyle's rebellious daughter, Sarah. Of course, there's never a dull moment in the life of a superhero, especially with Lois's father, General Samuel Lee, looking for Superman to vanquish a villain or save the day at a moment's notice. Meanwhile, Superman and Lois's return to idyllic Smallville is set to be upended when a mysterious stranger enters their lives. Based on the characters from DC, created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, Superman and Lois is written and executive produced by Todd Helbing and executive produced by Greg Berlanti, Sarah Schechter, Jeff Johns. The series is from Berlanti Productions in association with Warner Brothers Television. All right, you get a sip of water now. <laughs> yes. That tells us nothing really surprising <laughs> that we didn't already know. For the most part, there's some new details mixed in there. It talks about Superman's past, and it sounds like the heavy emphasis on Smallville, like we've discussed before, returning to Smallville to handle some Kent family business. I wonder what business that is and if that's a temporary thing or if it's a long-term thing, how much, how they juggle all that. It sounds like Clark and Lois also has a history with Lana Lang and it confirms that Lana was Clark's first love. So they are going that angle where they do have a romantic history, uh, which I'm fine with, but uh, I also don't need it to come up much more in in the show yeah that was something we we talked about earlier like hopefully that doesn't that isn't like a big source of drama between lois and and clark is this past relationship that he had with lana i hope everybody is is past that and it informs the relationship but hopefully doesn't like informs lana and clark's relationship but hopefully it doesn't come in between him and lois yeah i think with clark and lois and superman stuff in general I think it would be a great opportunity to represent a healthy family dynamics as husband and wife, uh, handling the kids, being parents and all that. I really hope we get to see that. And that's something I want to see. Now you'll still have some CW love triangle type stuff, most likely. And I'm expecting that from the kids and I'm fine with that and don't have a problem with that. But yeah, I'd like to see healthy, stable adults would be cool. It also sounds like uh, General Sam Lane is close with Superman, says he's always looking for Superman to vanquish a villain or save the day. So it sounds like they have some sort of connection together where they have worked together in the past or are now. Um, That could be interesting how they tie Superman to the military and 
what he gets involved with that or if General Lane is now working with some other branch of the government or a secret branch of the government. You know, there was the DEO and Supergirl. I don't know if there's some other branch they would want to use top secret like that, but I find that interesting. They do bring up again the they don't know if the the kids have the superpowers. So I I still I still think it would be a pretty interesting storyline to have one of them get the powers or at least develop it before the other and then kind of have that that conflict and that interplay between having one kid who has Clark's powers and one who doesn't and then showing them in their relationship as Lois and Clark how you can how both both sides are needed. I agree. And my guess is both of them will eventually have some kind of powers however that works but i'm fine with them slow playing that and getting to see that development slowly over time and how it impacts the family and how they deal with that and in general here when we get to the casting the rest of the casting a little bit it shows the reminder of how much of a family show this is it's really sounds like it's the kents and there's the Lang, and that's it basically for yeah. the main cast so family drama is going to be a heavy heavy role in it we've discussed yeah the cw also talked about their 2021 crossover plans very early here obviously there's going to be no traditional december crossover this year with all the earth prime shows as none of the shows will be on but cw president mark pedowitz said quote we're still working on it it will be a smaller event than usual we're only planning a two-hour event we're talking about doing superman and batwoman together there's a lot of characters coming from our other shows so obviously that they don't have any plans then we don't know what it's going to consist of my guess is this is going to be a regular type of crossover in terms of the number of shows involved. I think The Flash and other shows will be there. There might be some complications there because Legends of Tomorrow is going to be a mid-season replacement. Supergirl is going to be a mid-season replacement and Melissa Benoist is pregnant. So I don't know if they film this before she's back to filming and Black Lightning is in Atlanta. And I don't think it's likely to get a crossover with Atlanta with the current situation going on. So... It might be a little bit smaller, but I'm expecting Clark and Lois and Kate. Is Batwoman's name right? Yeah. A Barry, maybe some guest stars to show up. So at least a few more to show up. And I've seen speculation, and I kind of guessed this too. The reason it's Superman and Lois and Batwoman is because, could be because of HBO Max. Because if you remember, Netflix had to deal with all the CW shows to ha- add those seasons to Netflix once the seasons were done. And that still exists for the older shows like The Flash. But starting with Batwoman, WB basically got to negotiate where those shows go for streaming at each time. And Batwoman's going to HBO Max. And my guess is they want Superman and Lois as well. So that way you can watch the crossover once it's done with the season and on streaming on HBO Max, as opposed to splitting it up between Netflix and HBO Max, like is, which is what happens with Crisis on Infinite Earths. Because Batwoman is not on Netflix, but all the other shows are. So you can't watch all of it on that one streaming. Now you can still buy it separately or buy that one episode, but... It sounds like it's probably a business move by HBO Max to choose those two shows and not necessarily that Superman and Batwoman will be at the center of it. Yeah, like you said, it, that is probably the more likely explanation for it. I, I also wonder with just with everything that's going on, maybe they could the storyline this time could be some sort of body swap storyline again or something like that. And so then you could keep the same actors in the same spot, but they're pretending that they're somebody else and or they're in some other universe or something like that but then the real life actors don't have to to move around or go into contact with people they're not normally in contact with oh so like they wouldn't actually cross over whoever the new batwoman is wouldn't be on an episode of superman and lois but lois would be batwoman yeah or something like that is that what you're saying yeah but of course 
that's not entirely like obviously the sets are different and you can't just recreate the set in the new location but i don't know they could figure something out yeah that, that could be interesting and could i i could see in general crossovers being limited but i'm guessing they still want to do the the crossover if it is just superman and batwoman specific is there anything storyline you would want to see say say it's a normal crossover but they're the two main shows involve superman and lois and batwoman is there a story you want to see with them together or at the focus of because i can't think of any i'm sure it's happened but i can't think of any interactions with clark and lois and kate kane from the comic books that i i'm like oh man i really want to see that brought to life yeah me either i can't think of anything off the top of my head but i mean it's something along the lines of the classic like superman and batman being a hero with with powers and being a hero without powers and the the differences between them and how they they go about solving issues and fighting crime so something along those lines would be something interesting to me yeah there's a lot of things you could do with that i think it could be neat if the cw was allowed to use bruce wayne if there was a search for bruce wayne so bruce wayne's missing in this universe what if batwoman goes to superman and says hey is wasn't he didn't he used to be your friend why don't we find him or something like that then it asks the question why hasn't superman been looking for batman all this time if they were friends so maybe clark said if if bruce you could solve it you know clark saying if bruce wanted to be found he would be or something like that but then they really need him for something so they have to go look for him i think that would be really cool i don't think that it's likely that they're allowed to use bruce wayne right but that's the the coolest thing i could think of of the two of them meeting up maybe there's an old villain back in gotham and they specifically need bruce for something that could be really cool and the thing i would most want to see with them but again, not like, yeah. But the crossover is expected to be a two-hour Sunday night event sometime during the first or second quarter of 2021. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> the CW has also launched official and verified social media accounts for Superman and Lois, so you can check the links out in the show notes at CW Superman Lois on Twitter. And Facebook and Instagram are there as well. So the official information from the show you can now get from there. Yeah, and that's where we've been getting the poster and the logo and all that stuff. So they'll they'll be posting a lot of stuff. I'm sure we'll see the, the first look at the costume on there sometime. Yeah. Wole Parks, who is known for Devious Maids and Next Caller, has been cast in the series regular role of The Stranger for Superman and Lois, according to Deadline. The Stranger, if you are not familiar, and I'm sure you're not because it is an original character, or at least a code for a different character, is being described as a mysterious visitor hellbent on proving to the world that it no longer needs Superman. Yeah, uh, kind of, I don't know. It it sounds like an interesting character. I don't know exactly. Like you said, it might be turn out to be somebody, an existing character that we already know, or it might just be a brand new character. Um, I'm not familiar with this actor. I don't know if you are at all. No, I'm not. Okay. But yeah, it it's, could, it's setting it up to maybe it could be a whole season-long mystery of trying to figure out who this person is, and maybe they're behind the scenes causing a lot of issues that Superman has to go deal with. Yeah, it makes you wonder if it's a season like The Flash did early years with Reverse Flash keeping up a bit of a mystery there. Are they going to do that? That description is so vague, it could be pretty much any Superman villain from the comics. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, on the right day, that could describe pretty much anybody if they're upset with Superman. That could be anybody. So it doesn't really get any specific things there. The fact that it's a visitor and that he's called the stranger means he's probably not really a stranger. Right. But the visitor part, I'm assuming it would be someone from across space or time. If, if they're visiting, they're visiting from somewhere. It's probably not from Wichita. So <laughs> it, could it be an alien villain? 
something like Mongol or Brainiac, or could it be someone across time, a time traveler for some reason, although that would go into the Flash season one territory, so I don't think they would do that, but it leaves some some options open. Yeah, and like you said, because of the description being so vague, it does. this almost sounds like the role that Lex Luthor I would like to see him have, but there's plenty of room for people who don't like Superman and want to prove to the world that they shouldn't like Superman either, so I'm not complaining. Yeah, the, that description mostly makes me think of either maybe the Eradicator, I guess, uh, Cyborg Superman, but I would expect Tyler Hecklin to play Cyborg Superman if that character ever showed up, yep. uh, negating the Supergirl version. Or Conduit, Kenny Braverman, <laughs> yeah. uh, who is has a background in the town of Smallville, and that would way he would not really be a stranger. So I think that would be an interesting fit. And he personally, he's got more of a vendetta against Clark Kent, but you could switch it to Superman, I guess. I think that would be the best fit and fit in with Smallville, the setting of Smallville, and it would could be something that would impact Clark and Lois and, and their families. So I think that would make a lot of sense if that's who it was. Yeah, it would. And Indy Navarrete has been cast in the series regular role of Sarah Cushing, the daughter of Lana and Kyle. And she's described as a, a whip-smart, super cool, super cool wild child with some demons in her past who becomes friends with the Kemp boys, Jonathan and Jordan. So this it seems like the kind of storyline where maybe she is seen as a bad influence, but the mm-hmm. kids really like her. And then Clark and Lois maybe have some scuffles with, um, with Lana and Kyle about how they're raising their kid. And then we get to see the differences between parenting styles. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I could see that for sure. Yeah. Not familiar with the actress. So we will see how she fits in the, again, Sarah Cushing is an original character. There was, I forgot there was a Sarah, Duffy, I think, in the first arc of Super Sons, which features Jonathan and Jordan Kent. I don't know if that name is being used for inspiration here. There's not much to the character. She just has a few appearances, and we don't get to know her that well. But I could see maybe that being some inspiration, but other than that, it sounds like an original character. Yeah. We also know a couple of writers who will be on staff for Superman and Lois. So Jay Jameson, whose middle name is not Jonah, he shared that on Twitter, wrote and directed Try, which was a small film about triathletes. Uh, he confirmed on Twitter he is going to be writing for Superman and Lois. And Nadria Tucker, who worked on Underground and wrote two episodes of Krypton, confirmed on Twitter that she will be writing for Superman and Lois. I'm glad to see somebody from Krypton getting some some work. There's a lot of good stuff that happened there, so exciting to see that. I'm not I'm not super familiar with either of these people other than uh, Nadria's work on Krypton, but um, yeah, I'm glad to see they're bringing in more people. Absolutely. And I've talked before how much I love Krypton and would love for it to be those characters to show up and be in continuity with this show. But I'd also love anybody from involved from making that from a production standpoint, being involved is really cool. And I'm excited about that. Yeah. So, wow, lots of news to get through. We are going to talk about Superman Reborn, the next arc in the Rebirth Era comics. This kind of started out with Action Comics 973 and 974, two-part mild-mannered arc, which involves more of the mystery of this second Clark Kent that has appeared. Yeah, it's primarily about the other Clark, and we're getting getting a lot deeper into the mystery of where did he come from, what what is he up to, what does he want from the Kents, Um, and then also a little side story of Superman's fortress, other fortress being discovered. He has two fortresses, and one of them has been discovered, so I'm sure that's going to cause some problems later. Yes, and so this was, yeah, I think on this Earth, New 52 Superman had the traditional Fortress of Solitude up north, and 
the Superman we've been following created his own fortress, which is really more of a similar to the secret citadel, like the golden age Superman had and more of a homemade one versus a Kryptonian built. If you think of the classic Superman, the movie, you throw a crystal and this fortress explodes and Marlon Brando's there talking to you. This is not like that. Uh, so it shows the different ones and a lot of really cool stuff, real cool characterization. And just like with Superman reborn in most of the rebirth era, not necessarily stories that would fit into the show, but a lot of the characterization and situations would fit in there. And we get to see Lana and John Henry Irons steal. So some cool supporting characters of Superman comics. And I also liked seeing Lois going undercover uh, for investigating people. I'm, I'm glad to see that. So I hope we get to see some stuff like that in the show. Yeah. It reminded me of like Erica Durant in Smallville when she's wearing weird and wild costumes and pretending to be someone else going undercover. Yeah, I'd love, love, always love seeing the reporting aspect of them. And then there was Superman Reborn, which is the first crossover of Superman in action comics in the Rebirth era, Superman 18 and 19, action 975, 976. And this is the first big thing they've been building to and resolves everything that happened and, and does some crazy stuff with the mythology of Superman here. It answers the question of the second Clark Kent, which is really Mr. Mixie Pitlick, who had convinced himself <laughs> he was Clark Kent. Yeah, I was not really expecting expecting that, but I I love Mr. Mixie Pitlick as a character. I I normally don't like magic characters, but for whatever reason, he's funny to me. So I like him. Yes, and this is kind of how I like Mr. Mixie Pitlick, where he's kind of villainous, but he's really just kind of having fun with Clark. He you know, he thinks they're great friends and, and jokes around like, oh yeah, we're, we're wild. And he always sends me back that goofy, you know, there's kind of, he's more of a really an antagonist than a villain. And that's what I like to see with him. And it, it brings some fun stuff. It brings some trippy stuff, some wild stuff. This has got to be a tough story arc to read for anybody who's just familiar with Superman from TV or movies. This is nuts. Cause there's tons of references, lots of fun stuff, fun references. They basically make direct, direct references Mixie does some fourth wall breaking, pointing out Superman the Animated Series, various different continuities from Superman. It is really tough to do, explain if you don't have at least a decent working knowledge of the comics. At least I, I would struggle to explain it. But it wildly kind of implies the New 52 Superman and the pre-Flashpoint Superman were separated and kind of come back together, and now they're one Superman. It's a bit of a merging of their past and history, and it gives lays out the timeline so Clark Kent can be back. Superman is back, and they're no longer the Whites. They don't have to be the Whites anymore. Superman's, Superman's secret identity isn't exposed uh, and kind of wraps things up nicely, but some really heartfelt-type things between Clark and Lois and John and all of that. Yeah, and I I would like to see... I don't want to see this exact storyline. This is, this is pretty intense for a live-action <laughs> TV show, um, but I would say that I would like to see Miss, Mr. Mixie Pitlick. He was great on Smallville. Um, I would love to see a, a live action version of him in some sort of storyline with them. He, I'm sure they could come up with a, a fun, crazy thing to do. Well, you might be the biggest fan of Smallville's Mixie yeah. Pitlick. That's a bit, of, a bit of a hot take there. It's a little <laughs> bit different. Uh, so that's interesting. But yeah, this is in live action. The only way you could do it is like if you said Brandon Rouse Superman and Henry Cavill Superman were re, 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 rejoined together and part of each of their histories are combined or if you took Tom Welling and Tyler Hecklin and just merge that some of this stuff happened in Smallville some of it that's happened with Tyler Hecklin Superman is done and they just kind of merge it together and say it's the same thing going forward it's really crazy a big sci-fi thing that would 
be tough to do outside of comics, even if it's really cool and really great within con- within the context of it. All right. Well, that's all I think we have for this time. Thanks for listening. And you can find us at TV Superman Lois on Twitter. Superman and Lois podcast at gmail.com is if you want to send in something to be read on the show or if you have any ideas for what you want us to cover in the coming months. We've got a while till January and we're planning to still keep podcasting on a regular basis. But we, we want to know what you want to talk about. Do you want us to talk about more comics? Do you want us to talk about Superman on TV in the past and when Clark and Lois met or their various histories together? Whatever you want us to get into, let us know and we'll try to do that and listen to your feedback and, and see what we can do in the meantime as we get prepared for hopefully a January launch of Superman and Lois. So thanks for listening and remember to keep believing in a better tomorrow.